Hey guys, I'm Trent. And I'm Garrett. And we're Critically Awesome. I'll be back. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back, Critically Awesome Crew. This is Season 3, Episode 13. We had a lot of fun with our good friends Melissa and Bree talking about our favorite spooky season movies and TV shows. This week, in the Critically Awesome Virtual Studio of Awesomeness, we will be talking about our favorite war movies. But before we get into this episode, Garrett and I would like to thank all of our veterans and military members currently serving our great nation. So, from the Critically Awesome crew, thank you and happy Veterans Day. All right, Garrett. How are we doing? It's been a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's been a just been a little bit. Not not too much, but um, definitely. Oh, definitely been a day for sure. But uh, uh, we're do actually doing this episode because it is uh, currently Veterans Day today as we record this. Whoop, whoop. Yes, sir. Oh, so if you yes, see sir. a military um, person, thank them from their service. Uh, don't shake their hands because that's not COVID friendly right now. <laughs> no, just do a butt bump. You'll be fine. Yeah, do the butt bump elbow thing. No, I was just thinking. I was you actually know, literally saying butt bump, like butt bump them. I mean, we could do that too. Yeah, I'd like that. <laughs> but what if they're in a wheelchair? Do it anyways. Butt bump them. Yeah. But then you'd be putting your butt in their face. I don't, I don't know about that. Bump their wheelchair with your butt. That sounds good. As long as it's not going down a hill. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, anyways, uh, we'll go ahead and roll right on into our sponsorships. Garrett, why don't you tell the uh, folks, uh, kind folks here about our Patreon? Well, guys, if you wish to sponsor, not sponsor, um, help support your favorite podcast, Critically Awesome, go to our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash critically awesome. And we have actually have some really two great uh, Patreons currently, which is Melissa Taylon and uh, Sam Frank. Thank you guys again for being our uh, critically awesome tier uh, Patreon, which is four dollars. And on that tier, you get a shout out on the next episode, and you get to listen to the new episodes before anyone else. So this past episode, the spooky episode, they got actually got to listen to it on Halloween. So you get to do a lot of perks like that. Also, we have a, an awesome tier, which is just a dollar, and it's it's the most simple way to support us. And you just get a shout out on the next episode. Um, like I said, it's the best way to directly support us. So definitely go check that out. Also, another really cool way to support your local podcast. Uh, I actually do. Uh, I have a streaming page on Facebook. And I stream as much as I can, and this is another great way to directly support this podcast. Also, whenever you become a part of the Critically Awesome tier with that $4 tier, you get your name put on a credit screen on right, uh, before and after every single stream. So whenever the stream is starting up, it will say, thank you, Patreons. And right now we've got Melissa Talon and Sam Frank on that credit screen. So thank you guys so much. Um... You guys are on every single stream that's um, that I have, and you know we've been doing a lot of uh, um, Apex recently, and I've been trying to stream Phasmophobia, but unfortunately, my computer is not spicy enough to stream Phasmophobia, 
and it's very disappointing because it's such a fun game. It is so fun to do, and it would be perfect for spooky Saturdays, but unfortunately we do not have the equipment to do so. Sad day. But it's okay. I'll play it by myself. I can't even record it either because it just... It buffers and skips and it doesn't like me. <laughs> All right. Um, so, also, if you want, go to podcastmo.com. It's your one-stop shop for all podcasts around the state of Missouri. That is podcastmo.com. Right now, there is currently about 50 different podcasts on that website. And uh, we do a lot of cross pro, uh, promotions with those guys, uh, cross uh, collaborations with a lot of people from the state of Missouri. Matter of fact, maybe at the end of this year, we'll have a few other podcast um, people to do a really big episode to end this crazy year that we've had. But more on that later. I don't Anyways. know, so this would be a big, be a big thing to me too. So <laughs> don't know what he's got cooked up Ooh, there. If you but. read the emails. Uh, anyways, uh, let's go ahead and roll right on into our at-home recommendations. Garrett, you've got a few more than I do, and I'm really curious to hear what you have on the haunting of Hill House. Uh, so, like Trinda said, I f- watched and I finished the haunting of Hill House. I'll give it 90 critical potatoes. It is fantastic. Uh, the ending was really great. Uh, the character development um, throughout the whole the whole season was really fantastic. I I didn't get the chance to watch or even start the haunting of Bly Manor or whatever it's called, but um, definitely recommend this one if you are into some spooky stuff. You know, if you want to, there was not it was not a scary. It was more kind of creepy at some points for me. Um, even the I guess the one jump scare that uh, Trenton was telling me about didn't really jump scare me i guess i don't bro i crapped my pants <laughs> like i'm sitting there just intently watching intently watching and bam screams i was like <laughs> i had to pause i got up for a second i walked around the room i was like oh i did not like that i sat back down i cuddled with my blanket i sent a picture to melissa of me cuddling my blanket and like like stroking my blanket going okay we are in a good place now <laughs> But I don't do horror yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, you're so. not you're not into that much of it. Um, and then which oh. which is crazy to me because now I'm playing horror video games. I guess because I like to torture myself. And that's even but, worse because you know. you're wearing headphones. It is. It is so creepy. But like, oh, I digress. We'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, like I said, I get that 90, 90 critical potatoes. So definitely go give it a, a try. That is on Netflix. Uh, then I I watched and finished The Blood of Zeus, which is an anime, a Netflix original anime. And it's about um, one of Zeus's many, many sons uh, that he has. Uh, and it's kind of, it's supposed to be kind of like a lost story of uh, Greek mythology. Uh, and I get that in 80 Critical Potatoes. It was actually pretty good. I liked it. Um, it was enjoyable. The animation is really good. Um, the storyline's actually pretty good, actually pretty good. So definitely go check that out. And then I'm currently in season three, I do believe, of, uh, Castlevania, which is, uh, kind of a spinoff story of, like, Dracula, uh, and how he, he's still a vampire and everything, but 
he was he's more of like into science. He actually falls in love with a mortal and but then it just kind of goes all downhill from there. And you kind of follow the story of the um a this guy his family is practically like their whole life was devoted to killing monsters and he's like the last like living son of this family and uh, I definitely recommend it. I give it 88 critical potatoes. It's really good. It's, it's gory a little bit at times with the blood. Um, but other than that, I, I haven't quite finished the whole se- the, the whole thing yet, but definitely recommend that. Awesome, awesome. So I myself watched The Addams Family recently. And, uh, and it was like, I think this was one of the first times I've watched it in a, either the first time I've watched it or the first time I've watched it in a very long time. So it, um, was an all new adventure for me. And I know how uncultured of me to not be, not have watched the Adams family before now. Um, but I absolutely loved it. I gave it an 80 critical potatoes. Um, I love Christopher Lloyd's character in that. Fester. Um, Uncle Fester. A lot. Mm-hmm. Which is so funny that that's your name. <laughs> well, mine's Fester, but yeah. Fester, though, yeah. We're going to call you Fester from now on. You're Uncle Fester to me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I loved it. It was a lot of funny. Um, and uh, I enjoyed the the... I think that there needs to be a remake with Christina Ritchie as Morticia Adams. That's the who plays Wednesday, right? Yes. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. Like her, her own like Adams family, like rendition. Mm -hmm. Like not, not that like it's not more. She's Morticia, but it's more like it's Wednesday. Mm Hmm. As so Wednesday Adams just all grown up. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. I mean, I also agree though too. That'd be pretty cool. Her being. Marticia too but I think it continued the storyline you know I mean there's a second mm-hmm. there's a second movie too a uh, second Adam's family uh, and it, uh, yeah how was that one so uh, it's, I was distracted it's uh, not too bad though I think the first one's better for sure um, but have you seen the cartoon of it at all I, I haven't I have not actually I heard it's pretty good My wife is distracting me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> She's being a goofball. Oh, the 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 joys of listening to Critically Awesome's podcast. You never know what you're gonna get. It's 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 every episode's like a box of chocolates. You, you never know what you're gonna get. Oh man. Um, the other thing I've watched because I haven't really watched too much TV or movies. Uh, since the last time we have uh, done a podcast, I watched The Mandalorian. I've watched episode one and episode two without my wife because she never watches TV and we also never watch TV together right now. But uh, episode one, what a fantastic episode. It was um, such a great start to the season. I can't give away too much because Garrett hasn't seen it yet, but I give it a 92 Critical Potatoes Um the second episode, while yes, was fun. It was great. It had a lot of really cool scenes in it. It didn't. It it wasn't as 
on par as the first episode was. So I gave it a, a 75 critical potatoes. Um, there wasn't much. I mean, the, there was a surprise appearance by Dave Filoni. He was uh, in that show or that episode, reprising his episode, uh, his uh, same character as last season as an X-wing pilot. So that was kind of cool um, to see those little Easter eggs. And it's it's just uh it's definitely an interesting episode. The lore gets so much cooler. They bring in creatures from Legends, which is really cool to see. And um, at the end, I love how at the end they always show the concept art for each episode. And what, looking at the difference between the concept art and what actually appeared in the episode is a lot of fun to me. But yeah. Uh, Garrett, any books or anything like that you've been listening to? No, uh, just been reading uh, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Or, uh, right? Yeah, the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And I am three-fourths the way through, so... Uh, You're reading about as slow as I did, dang. Well, not really. I mean, just whenever I have free time or whatever, but... That's my issue, too. I don't have very much of it anymore. Yeah, uh, and it's... Oh, man, it's so good. I, I'm I'm really interested to see how this is going to end. Where are you at? Right now, I am at... Uh, they've been... Do, uh, Cornelius has been... Helping with like the Mockingjays, capturing the Mockingjays, and he uh, he just he real. just got back from the lake with uh, Lucy and all in the convoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shit's about to get dirty. I think I think fast. I think it is because uh, one I can't I cannot figure out how to pronounce his name. It's like Sejois or something like that. Sinjanius. Sinjus. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. That's how I pronounced it. I I pronounced it Sinjus. But he seems like he's going to be causing a lot of trouble at the moment, so. Oh, it gets it gets good soon, and I can't wait to hear how, what you think about it. Um, I myself have been reading Animal Farm still. Let's uh, once again just reading whenever I can, um, and it is still holding up uh, to how good it was when we were kids. I've also been listening to the autobiography of Aaron Burr, sir. And um, he's just as much of a scoundrel as I was expecting. And it's hard to listen to it because I am a big fan of just Alexander Hamilton himself, like the historical figure. He's Alexander definitely Hamilton. more interesting character probably compared to push Aaron the, Burr. Yeah. Push the play aside. Aaron Burr, no, he is definitely a character. Aaron Burr does have... A lot of he does have some redeeming uh, tendencies. He was actually a feminist, believe it or not. He was very supportive of women's rights, especially women's rights to vote. With uh, his daughter Theodosia, he uh, didn't want her to be the typical woman. He wanted her. To, he wanted to make sure that she had an education. She could fight for herself. Uh, he really vamped up his daughter to make sure that she was looked upon as like an equal to a, a man in those days. He knew that he was doing this all in vain because he knew that she would never be able to, to have any kind of political role. She would never be able to be a lawyer. So he not only taught her how to do all that stuff, but he made sure that she had, because her mother died at a, at a young age as well. Aaron Burr had a shit life. Like 
it's it's amazing that he still rose to the office of vice presidency even because like the play says you know he didn't let anything hold him back he moved forward he continued to push on even when all else failed for this man he kept pushing forward um for several reasons i mean he he was the son of aaron burr who was like the founder of princeton college basically king's college back then and um so he had a legacy to uphold because his dad was very prominent in that in that time frame so he made sure that he um you didn't know you were going to get a history lesson here today did you i think actually wasn't princeton actually was back then too because because it was king's college at the time was it because they do say princeton college in the play, it, it's to it's to put it into reference of today's terms. So and and it, it rhymes better if it's in the prodigy of Princeton College. First, but some knowledge. Anyways, um, but uh, at the time it was King's College and King's College between uh, Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr just crazy. Um, what Alexander Hamilton did during the war itself was amazing. But um, Aaron Burr just got the crap end of the stick every time because he was under uh, General Lee in the American Revolution. So I don't know if you remember who him. He was kind of like a, a, a traitor and went behind George Washington's back and said all these bad things whenever um, – he was demoted for kept for everyone retreating. Aaron Burr was like, nah. He also served underneath, um, oh God, what's his name? Benedict Arnold. So I don't know if you know who Benedict Arnold yeah, he is. He was a traitor. One of the, too, right? He was, he was, but it, it is because, and I learned a lot about Benedict Arnold as well because I listened to uh, something about him. Benedict Arnold, um, was a real pusher for, the American Revolution. He could not stand the British, but he was a very headstrong person. So he like re- like retracted away from a lot of people. Like a lot of people tried to push away from him and and try to find things to put him down to make sure that like he would go away. And so he kept pushing and pushing and pushing, and people kept like pushing away from him because he was so headstrong. And he had to be the person that did everything. He had to be the person that to make sure it went down the right way. Um, and he was also struggling financially because, you know, he was spending all of his time at war and he wasn't getting very much money out of it. So because he was struggling, he had a lot of debts he had to pay. All the British really had to do was flash him some money and say, hey, you give us these secrets. You get all this money. And he's like, I right, cool. This is where George Washington's going. And that's how he became the traitor he is known as today. Served with treason, hung at the stake, or hung in the streets. So, little history lesson for you guys there. I hope that we didn't lose your your interest, but you know. Um. Anyway, we'll get right on. You know, it actually kind of ties in to our episode. You know, it's veterans movies, and it's all about history right now because the we get to celebrate these freedoms we have today because of the sacrifices our founding fathers like Aaron Burr 
Alexander Hamilton, George Washington, all of them um, did. They did all that so that and we now have the freedoms we do today for their sacrifices. So really Way cool. to bring around around town there, Trenton. <laughs> hey, just like SpongeBob, I, I, I bring it around town. Bring it around town. Now, the few of the proud the war movies. Um there's so many. We Honestly, gotta go. there's there's probably more than we can so even so many fathom. Like do you even think yeah. of yeah, we we definitely named a few. Um, there is a you put Star Wars, <laughs> you put Star Wars on. Hey, it's, it's it's a war movie. Oh my god! It's it's a technical war movie, but it's a space opera. That's not that's not an American war movie. We didn't oh say to be god. American. Wait, hold on. It's about Veterans Day. <laughs> what is Anakin's not a veteran? <laughs> oh, one's not a veteran. He was a general. How dare you? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I kind of hate you right now. <laughs> That's almost as bad as Spock using the Force. Hey, Star Trek is also a war yeah. movie. Thank you very much. No, no, stop! No, no, no. Blatant disrespect to our our World War II veterans. <laughs> oh my God, Star Wars is a war movie. Oh, yeah, that's a has, laugh. I love you. The name "war" in it. So what? Yeah, generally. I knew who I was talking about. Oh well, yeah, it still hurts to this day, and that was said back in high school. Anyway, I'm pretty sure it was. Anyways, no. Here's a few of our, my, at least some of my personal favorite um, war movies. Now, before you answer that, Trent, what, what makes a good war movie? Because like, it's kind of one of those things where there's so many of them, <clears throat> even though they are good in, in an aspect of it, but like, what really makes a good war movie to you? I guess you got to have to have Tom Hanks in it. That is true. He's in a <laughs> lot, he is in a lot of war movies. Um, and it's got to be directed by Steven Spielberg or Ron Howard, <laughs> but I don't know. It's got to have grittiness. It's got to have those explosions. It's got to have the comrade, comra- uh, camaraderie, uh, that you get, uh, when you serve in the military. I wouldn't know personally, but from all I've heard through several veterans that I have, uh, been friends with, uh, you you get that kind of com- you you get that brotherhood that you just don't get anywhere else besides um, serving with with people. Um, so movies like Saving Private Ryan, Band of Brothers, The Pacific, and Pearl Harbor and Fury, you know, just a few of the World War Two movies and Red Tails, a few World War Two movies uh, right there that are just and and Inglorious Bastards. You know, it's down and dirty. It's gritty. You know. A lot of them start on D-Day and everything like that. So, um, now, to me, Pearl Harbor is a, a good war movie, but it's also wrapped up in a chick flick. So it's like, 
the perfect movie to go on on a date night because you get to see some cool ass explosions and then you get bored and can go to the concession stand where they're doing all their love scenes and you're always like oh that's just so adorable he loves her and she loves him and some weird bullshit love triangle and he's dead but he's not really dead that's what i was meaning like you should see the look i'm getting from my wife right now and that's what i was meaning by like what makes a good <laughs> good war movie to you because like they will throw in things like that to make it a little more appetizing to watch than just straight up let's kill you know everyone's dying things like that like uh the patriot i think is a good a fantastic a fantastic one. like yes. historical movie as well as a good storyline that follows you know i i can't remember actually it is that is the main act, the main character in there. That's actually a real, like, it's a fictional. That's a non-fictional character, right? That's an actual person, or did they make that up? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure they made it. They made that whole. It's it's like historical fiction. Okay, so it's and based that's, around I true, like it's based around true events with fake people. Which I which a lot of times that's how it is, anyways. Um, a lot of the characters in, are, that are in war movies for sure. Um, but mm-hmm. I think the Patriot was a really good combination of a really great storyline of something of a very, very big time in our nation's history. Like you were just talking about, you know, with Aaron Burr. The Battle of Yorktown. Yeah. You know, it, it's... Which, that's where, I think, I'm pretty sure at the end of the, of course, at the end of the Patriot is, is the Battle of Yorktown, which was, in all real history, was huge for Marquis de Lafayette and also, um... Uh, Alexander Hamilton, they both led a charge that made the British surrender. And Marquis de Lafayette was only 19 years old when he led that charge at the end of the war. It's a cool little fun fact. So. Um. Anyways. Um. Also, like Red Tails. Red Tails is a beautiful example uh, of a great uh, war movie set in World War II. It shows um, it's – oh, Jesus. I have to put on my glasses. I can't see. It shows uh, civil rights in a time that you would not expect to see any kind of civil rights at all. And it starts off, you know, like – these guys are, of course, an all-black squadron, the Tuskegee and they Tuskegee, yeah, Tuskegee Airmen, the, yeah, the Tuske, Tuskegee Airmen, yeah. Um, it is a uh, I I love that movie, ironically, directed by Steven Spielberg, and right, yeah, and it's just it's and it's also got uh, Leslie Odom Jr. in it as well, who is the actor who plays Aaron Burr in hamilton oh really so mm-hmm. and i i think that's really cool myself because i i keep throwing back to hamilton and i haven't even watched it in like so long and i've been skipping it on my playlist every time it comes up so i don't get trapped in that cycle again but it doesn't help that i've been listening to aaron burr's biography anyways um good lord uh the um it, it, it's got everything you need in a great war movie. It's got the explosions. It's got the character development. It's got 
airplanes, really cool airplanes, by the way. Some of my favorite airplane is the Mustang, the P-51 Mustang, and that's what they end up uh, flying in the middle and to make sure that the bombers get to their drop zone safely. I love that movie for the sole fact that they bring in the bombers. They bring in the, the P-52 Mustangs. As a kid, I had um, toy models of airplanes, and my favorite one to play with was the P-51 Mustang because it was the fastest propelled uh, propeller plane in World War II. So much history in this one. I am loving this episode, Garrett. I don't think you understand. Anytime I can sit here and spout American Revolutionary history or World War II history, I'm such a dad, Garrett. <laughs> well, you are, yes. Such a dad. Oh, my God. I'm the typical dad. Um, it's It's such a great, like movie uh and it's very historically it's not historic like very historically accurate but it's got it, it's another great piece of historical fiction based around real characters um uh garrett you you've watched band of brothers a lot haven't you? i haven't seen it uh in a i think a long time honestly but that is probably like that in the pacific where Really great series, like TV series, um, mm-hmm. that really portrayed the Band of Brothers is the European front during World War II, and then the Pacific is the Pacific front during well, the Japan uh, during World War II, and that those were really, I think, a real fantastic uh, series. Though I haven't seen them in a while, though. I've got it, and I need to watch it again. Um, I might do that later. I don't know. Another good World War II movie, Fury, with Shia LaBeouf and, um, oh God, what's his name? He's in The Walking Dead. Uh, let's see here. Oh no, there it is. Um, but, like, what's crazy to me is Shia LaBeouf is a method actor. And because he's a method actor, those cuts and scrapes and stuff like that on his face and all over his body are um, actual cuts that he cut into himself um, to make it more realistic because he didn't want to use makeup and stuff like that. So Shia LaBeouf's a little crazy, but he's still one of my favorite actors. I mean, it's got Brad Pitt, um, Logan Lerman, who uh, is in Percy Jackson, if I remember right. And he's as old as we are? Oh my god, that's crazy. He was born in 92. Yeah, he was in Percy Jackson. He was Percy Jackson. He's also in like um, The Perks of Being a Wallflower or whatever. Michael Pena was in that movie. Uh, John Bernthal. Just star-studded cast. Uh, Jason Isaacs. And basically, he was the... He was uh, Cornwallis, right? In in um, The Patriot? I don't know. He was William, um, he was, oh my god, it's right here, William Tavington, Colonel William Tavington in The Patriot. Oh, J- Jason, you said Jason Isaacs? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jason Isaacs. Also in like, Harry Potter, he's just a really good bad guy. And he's Captain Wagner in uh, Fury. So, um, kind of going from... You know, American war uh, movies to some like uh, European war movies. Uh, Sarah and I just watched uh, The King. 
uh, last mm-hmm. night. Yeah, last night. That's a good like it has some pretty good battle battle scenes in it with the uh, um I can't I don't know who the guy is actually who plays uh, King Henry the 4th or 5th. Do you know who would be what would be really kind of cool to hmm. see? A World War 2 movie from the perspective of the Germans. Yeah, you don't see that. Uh, well, you see, uh, what's that one movie? Uh, Valkyrie. That's right. I mean, but it's still kind of like washed in like American history. Well, it's going to be. White, it's whitewashed really bad. Like I would love to see something like made that. By, it would have to be made to make, by Germans, <laughs> honestly. Like, don't, like, doesn't Germany like really censor stuff like that? Because they don't, Cause, they, hate, they like, don't like the history of it. Or they well, it's not only that, but they had to, they had to, um, like, fix themselves after World War II. General Patton pulled out of, out of Germany, uh, three months after World War II was done. And, um, the UN was like, hey, we need to, you guys need to fix your Nazi issue. A lot of them were hanged, a lot of them were shot, a lot of them got brought, brought to America, especially the scientists and stuff like that. The, a lot of them got brought to the Soviet yeah, Union. Wander, uh, Wonder von Braun, the guy who got our got us to the moon, he was a Nazi, mm-hmm. or he was part of the Nazi Party. Yeah, technically. Yeah, he was still a Nazi. Um, well, probably not willingly. Like there was, there was like a lot of uh, Jews who ended up becoming Nazi hunters, kind of like in the movie Inglorious Bastards. Um, those guys were it, it, it was showing Nazi hunters, but during World War II, um, these people would like even as late as like 1991 were finding ex Nazis to kill them um, for all the crimes that they did in World War II. I learned about that a while ago too, which was kind of cool. I've been in a real like history kick recently. I don't know if you can tell or not. Even more so recently. Don't give me that look. Not you, my wife. She gave me a look like recently. Mm. Basically, like ten years of our life, you've been on a history bit kick. But ever since we watched Hamilton, I've been on a bigger one. So much so that I want to go to Philadelphia to see Independence Hall. Um. <clears throat> now let's get into more mo- uh more modern movies. Uh, more modern like war movies like Full Metal Jacket is in Viet is about Vietnam, and that shows a really interesting perspective because it goes from as soon as you get off at boot camp to all the way through into the Vietnam War, and you're seeing more like laze more um, atypical uh, war movie because it's showing the day in the life of basically a reporter in the Vietnam War, there is gunfights. There is um, very interesting scenes, uh, especially with like Vietnamese prostitutes and stuff like that, which very interesting. Um, it's also got the heartbreak of losing one of your comrades in in battle and stuff like that. You know, it's but like, and it also tackles with mental instability in the in the army as well at the very beginning when he's. He ends up killing uh, the sergeant Arlie Army uh, at the very beginning of the movie, uh, right after boot camp, like right before graduation. He's sitting there loading up a gun with live rounds, and Arlie's like yelling at um, 
his oh my god he's in daredevil as well yelling at his face and he's like trying to calm down the situation he just gets shot through the gut and i remember watching that i was going oh what the heck because like it's so surreal you just see all this like blood all over the place and he shoots all the way through his back and then he like sits down on the toilet and like does like this I don't know he tries to like do his um, cadence and stuff like that sits down on the toilet puts the gun in his mouth and pulls the trigger and blows his brains out it was it's a very graphic film but it is honestly one of the best um, war movies out there in my opinion I love Full Metal Jacket um, Garrett, you've seen that, haven't you? Um, I was just thinking that. I don't think I've ever actually seen that. Well, I own it. So, whenever you come down, it's on, we can watch Full it's Metal on Hulu Jacket. Too. Oh, I, I stopped my Hulu subscription. Oh. Anyway, um, uh, that was a weird noise. <laughs> Black Hawk Down. It's a, uh, that's in Desert Storm? No, it's like post-Cold War, and they're dealing with Russians. And it's Owen, it's an Owen Wilson war movie, and he's more serious in this movie. And that's not something that you would typically expect from an Owen Wilson movie. Um, he's not funny, and he actually does a really good job of being like a a war hero who's stuck. Well, no, I'm thinking of Behind Enemy Lines. Yeah, this is it's um it's a, a journalist. Yeah, I forgot about. I mean, Black Hawk Down is a good movie, but it's been forever. But I was thinking of behind this the has uh, Black Hawk Down has Owen McGregor in it. That's right. Owen McGregor is in Black Hawk Down. Um, and then my one of my personal favorite war movies is. Top Gun. It's got the brotherhood of two best friends, lifelong best friends at that, who are in, uh, get accepted to Top Gun, which is a military, uh, Air Force, uh, training for the best pilots in the Air Force and Navy. And, uh, it's got Tom Cruise. Always great. There's a little bit of like weirdness in there. It's full of women, you know, the shirtless volleyball scene. Uh, that that's that's specifically in there for the women. For the for the women, uh, um, sure. Also for you, Trent. Definitely for. It was definitely for my mom. She absolutely. You know how many times I had to watch just that scene. She's like, "Oh, hang on, we got to rewind that." I'm like, mom, can we get on with the movie? She's like, "Shh." I'm like, mom, please stop. And then it goes into like a a love scene with, uh, yeah. See, that's the part where we go to the concession stand. We get our popcorn. We can go to the bathroom, get a snack, scroll through Facebook nowadays, and then and then the real fighting starts again. And you see um, Val Kilmer as Iceman and Tom Cruise, and they're just got that that budding rivalry. It's just so cool. Uh, Val Kilmer's my favorite character in that movie because he is Top Gun. He wins Top Gun award. So the movie is really about Val Kilmer. <laughs> okay, Barney Stinson. <laughs> I was hoping you'd get that. I did. I did. And then a Jeremy Renner, like uh, one of those few Jeremy Renner movies that are actually good. 
and it's the Hurt Locker. That was really, that's a really good one. It's set in uh, the Iraqi War, which is a 20-year-long war, so we've had enough time to actually make old movies about a war we're still currently in. Um, and he's he is basically a bomb diffuser, and he uh, it's it's very intense. And I it was uh, I don't remember who the director was, but Kath, this uh, Kath, won an Kath, Oscar. Catherine Bigelow, and written by Mark Balo Balo. That... I know that during the Oscar season of this of this particular movie. She was up against her ex-husband for the Oscar award for the best movie, and she ended up winning it. And I remember that because everyone was like, ha-ha, in your face! And I was like, oh, it was still a good movie. So, I know that he was just kind of like a per- uh, like a typical Jeremy Renner movie where he's gung-ho, he can do whatever he wants, and uh, he doesn't need anybody help, and then he almost dies, and then he does need people's help, you know. That's why it's at the bottom of the list. And I'm not even going to mention Star Wars. Because, because it's, 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 a, it's a war movie. We all know it's a war movie. Oh, goodness. Um, for more TV and movie news, go to our Facebook page. I try to keep everyone as updated as I can with the latest trailers and uh, for movies and TV. <clears throat> and also uh, news like the recent news of Alex Trebek dying. Um which is always not very just, sad. Not just, which was a very not just sad Trebek, moment. but also uh, Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. That one hit me like a freaking ton of bricks. That's another war movie we didn't mention. The, Red, the Hunt for Red October. Ah, yes. With Sir Sean Connery. Ah, what Suck a legend. Trebek. When, uh, when Sean Connery died, that hit me about as hard as when Burt Reynolds died. Ugh. Two majestic men with majestic facial hair. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Garrett, why don't you finish us out on this one? Well, uh, you can find uh, all stuff Critically Awesome on criticallyawesome.net. You can email us if you have any um, anything you want to talk about, anything you want us to talk about, if you want to be on the show. Uh, go to criticallyawesome2015 at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on, on the social meets, uh, Facebook, Instagram. I know Trenton's trying to get a little maybe more action on our YouTube channel, but mainly on our Facebook page and Instagram. Uh, make sure to go to like uh, like and follow us so we can get uh, more likes and follows. And then... Send stars. Yeah, and send stars to Trenton. Um, he needs a... He needs a Feed his little goblins. Um, for your listening pleasure to your ear holes, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite podcasting app. By doing that, that helps other people find us. So definitely go do that and just uh, share with your friends. Heck yeah, so yeah. I hope you have enjoyed... Well this week's episode uh definitely once again thank you to all veterans um and um hope everyone had a great veterans day um and i'm garrett and i'm critically awesome and thank you guys also for listening my name is trent i'm critically awesome and remember guys stay safe 
and stay awesome. Bye!